0: Okay, we're all
1: in take five. Hook 'em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Yeah, hook 'em up. It's a Thursday. The football weekend begins today. Also, not just tonight with the uh, Giants and Niners from San Francisco. It's the 49ers' uh, home opener after going on the road to Pittsburgh and then to the Rams and posting wins. Now yes, they get sir. to play their first home game with the Giants. Who we'll see. This could get ugly. No, no, Saquon, no Saquon Barkley tonight.
0: Yeah, that's why it's co- it could get ugly. Rod,
1: in addition to that football today and tonight, how about uh, noon today ish, noonish? Our punt pass and kick competition will happen. That's uh, right. Ty and Casey Ty Henderson and Casey Stuttered. I was just confirmation? I was just tossing the football with uh, Ty during the break. And I now I've determined I think the injury he's likely to suffer, he's gonna throw his shoulder out trying to heave this football.
0: Yeah, uh, shoulder issues? Yes. Uh me too. <laughs> Yeah, I can't throw a football uh, like traditional arm motion. i got to throw like, un- like Rich Gannon almost. Oh, like the like lit- side Long arm. Island
1: University yeah, quarterback yeah, at I Baylor coach, last week? Yeah.
0: I had <laughs> Uncle so much- Rico? Yeah, I had rotator cuffs, so I gotta, it's kind of a sidearm thing. So well, I feel you, Ty. Yeah.
1: Well, that's going to that's gonna hurt Ty you. Ty won't loosen up. He won't do a no, dynamic I stretch. I am. We're going to the Westlake field, so I'm just going to take me back to my roots. I'll oh, you got that mojo. Yeah, home yeah. field advantage. You know what happens, though? You, then you try to heave it and go full bore, and that arm just... Oh,
2: rip something it only takes trouble. one
1: it only takes one throw though you and you got to do it three times because yep. that'll be today we'll have full recap and of well, course uh, nice. if you're, you're following our digital platforms you can see the highlights by about uh, five or six o'clock tonight when they edit that and put it out it'll be casey stuttered against ty punt passing kick they get three tries at a long pass we're going to judge for distance and accuracy rod love it three tries a punt we've determined on that that you, you're going to punt from the goal line uh ty and all you have to do it's got a it's got to bounce first on the field. It's got to you can't you can't shank it out of bounds or it doesn't count.
0: Yeah, we can't judge that.
1: But we're going to judge that on distance. Mm-hmm. And you'll get a score on your distance. Remember the distance on the throw will be the the throw distance plus the accuracy to the line. Like we're going to put a line down so you, the, the accuracy to it. Uh so it'll be the distance minus however far off you are from the accuracy point and then when we'll punt for distance. Uh you do 3 and you get your you get to keep best your, one. your best one. I like that. Keep the we're, best one. And then we're going to kick a field goal. Three chances.
0: Are we uh, same distance on all three? Or are we I making a degree of difficulty? We'll con- I think it's going increase. to start.
1: I think what I decided, I'm going to start it right. You, you guys can decide if you want to kick off a hash mark or not. Ooh. That'll be your call. Or you can kick yeah. right there in the middle.
0: You got to let them decide if they, they're a straight-on kick or they want to come from the, That's side, right. the angle. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's on you.
1: So we'll start with the, uh, the kick from the five-yard line, which, right. which is essentially a 15-yard field goal. Then we'll back it up to the 15-yard line, Ron, which is going to be a 25-yard field goal.
0: That's, that's grown man stuff. And right then there. we'll
1: go back to a 35-yarder, and that could be the deal-breaker right there. Because if uh, no, somebody makes that.
0: Neither one of them is making a 35 Well,
1: yarder. but that's where it's your chance to, to mm-hmm. gain some ground late.
0: I'd mean we can make some side bets on this thing, and I'd put a side <laughs> bet down. Neither one of them makes a 35-yarder. No way. Casey could be
1: out there practicing right now for all we know. He probably is. Casey's Knowing is his competitive.
0: competitiveness. Yeah, but he probably got up early this morning. and in addition, He's up there practicing goes, with the Westlake team working. right now. <laughs> got a good sweat going. Casey, He takes it if he's competing, he's taking it seriously. I can tell you that right now. I know, I know that, dude. Um, you going to talk some trash while you're competing against him?
1: You gotta I'm give him his head a little he bit. Might, he might, he might try to fight me if I talk too much trash. That's true, so.
0: but you can also get in Casey's head a little bit I and can. end up shanking a couple of these. I and. was, a,
1: I was, I was a pretty good trash talker back in my day when it came to shocking. Know. You know. Shocking. The
0: point of trash talk is to is to distract them. You need them focused on you and upset with you instead of focused on executing the task. That's the point of trash talking. Trying to get in their head. Yeah, he's trying to get in their head. So honestly, I would encourage you, you might want to try to get in his head so that he's thinking about other stuff other than executing the task.
1: Rod B., I've never asked you this. What was your level of trash talking game in college and pro?
0: It was really good. It was, it was really good. But now, you know, it was, now it would be so detailed and I'd be so thorough because you can do so much cyber stalking on social media, and like you actually get to know the guys, and you know what they like, and their when you learn about their girlfriends and stuff like that. I didn't have access to that kind of stuff. If I did, I'm actually it's probably good I didn't. I probably would have gotten some actual fights because I'd have been researching moms' names and stuff. Like you calling on somebody's girlfriend name on a football field, it gets their attention. Right? I do that it's at
1: Texas like, baseball games all the exactly, time, like, From like, the out like, from the left field. Or how's Tracy? Yeah. What, the, <laughs> oh! what
0: the hell's going on? The hell is he about? <laughs> Hey man, tell him uh, I said what's yeah. up. That new puppy looks good, bro. What the what the hell? Baseball like,
1: games are the best place to trash talk.
0: Yeah, because you got so stands. much time in between. Oh, you can talk thing, to so. the bullpen. And they uh, hear
1: everything. Oh, yeah, yes. you know they hear it. Because
0: you got downtime. Yes, yeah, yeah, they're just so, sitting there. Yeah, so now I bet trash talk is in a whole nother but now I hear the guys don't talk as much trash as they used to back in the Because so you
1: ought to hear some of the things that the uh what is it, the the left field crowd there at the Texas baseball game. Let's say that say to that left fielder.
0: Oh, I bet that's. Oh, they're
1: all in his kitchen. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Uh
1: huh. Trash talk works, man. Uh, this says, guys, are the punt's distance going to be in the air with the roll? I'll give you the roll as long as it stays in bounds. Yes, be like and, a real punt, like a real punt. Yeah, the minute it goes out of bounds, that's the end of your distance. But yeah. if it back, if it if it comes back, that counts too. That does count. Okay. Yeah. Or you guys can decide on that. I'll let y'all. Yeah, that. we, we got to get let Casey in on this. Uh, yeah, if it, if it backs up. I might give you where it landed, uh, just for distance I agree that. purposes, because we're not playing football here. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. All right, so there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll document coming up the week for the mm. Chicago Bears and why the Bears still suck. Uh, also, we'll get to uh, the other Bears on the top the, of our I'm minds, sorry. the Baylor the Bears. The
0: Bears and the Bears.
1: And the Baylor Bears, quite honestly, have kind of sucked this year so far. Uh, but it's a conference game. Let's get to those headlines, trending topics, in which we'll also hear from the always exciting Dave Miranda. <laughs> Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring it to you. Start with college football. Third-ranked Longhorns begin their Big 12 farewell tour in Waco Saturday night, facing the 1 and 2 Baylor Bears to open conference play. Longhorns have posted three double-digit wins to open the season. Bears went have struggled. They dropped uh, two of their first three all at home. But obviously the real season begins this week. With Texas coming to town, Longhorns can expect a raucous, loud environment. Baylor has announced it's a sellout, and the program has distributed more student tickets than ever before for a game at McLean Stadium. Their head coach, Dave Aranda, fully aware of the significance of the contest.
2: I can't tell you how many times um, this offseason it's been, um, hey, Dave, just win one game, please. You know, and so that has been brought up to me multiple, multiple times. And so, um, you know, I can I I I sense it and I know it. And um, you know, I'm I'm blessed and more blessed
1: to be able to do something about it. Yeah, do something about it. Texas and Baylor played 112 times, and since 1901, every season since 1944. This one might be it. Be the last. Kicks at 6:30 on Saturday night. Our pregame coverage here on the Horn begins at four. Live from Doc's backyard at Sunset Valley. Trade in the NFL as we open up Week Three tonight with the Giants in San Francisco out on the West Coast. Uh, the trade is uh, the Rams moving their disgruntled running back Cam Akers to the Vikings. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the teams will swap 2026 draft picks as part of that deal. On the pitch, Austin FC, uh, their season and their playoff hopes are still alive, but barely. They played to a one-one draw at New York last night. The Red Bulls. It was Sebastian Driussi's goal late in the first half that made it, it was the equalizer. Uh, they. Get a, get a point they're 9 13 and 7 on the year now that's 34 points they're in 12th place in the Western Conference they'll play a must win game Sunday night at home hosting LA the LA Galaxy. Major League Baseball race atop the American League West remains the same this morning. Houston, Texas, and Seattle all posted wins yesterday. Houston rallied for a run in the eighth and then another in the ninth to walk off Baltimore, 2-1. Rangers pummeled the Red Sox in the rubber game of that series, 15-5. Mariners doubled up the A, 6-3, so Houston remains atop the division. Just a half game over both Texas and Seattle. All three teams take today off. Mariners and Rangers open up a huge series in Arlington tomorrow night. Houston will host Kansas City this weekend. Also last night, Round Rock Express dropped their second straight in Tacoma, 5-2. to two. Corn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn rowers in stock this month at Top Gun. Top we will shoot you straight.
0: I also wonder if Dave Aranda struggles as a motivator. You know, we used to uh, admire, like, his very monk-like disposition. You mean that wasn't motivating? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about his disposition. Like, man, you know, he's so stoic. And he, you know, But this was when, he was when he was winning. We threw out all these terms. He's so stoic, you know. He uh, he, he can't be rattled, can't be shaken. The disposition, you know, he seems to always have you know, this this crystallized uh, focus all the time. And now I wonder, with the team regressing, is is he the guy that can motivate them? Because well, he I mean, doesn't I've, seem like he, that's one
1: of his, skill, his strengths, of his skill set. I'll borrow the, uh, the great quote from our friend, uh, former coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Mike Tice. Players play, coaches coach. You know, that's what he said. Players play, coaches go. Coach. Like officials officiate. Like, <laughs> you know, that was his old, the sign yeah. of a good captain speech. The sign of a good captain. Uh, no, but look, Dave Miranda has shown he can coach. I mean, I, I, when he has good players. Right uh, to me, it's more of a player problem right now for him uh, because, uh, as we talked about, Matt Rule left him a, a pretty stocked team. That a bunch of those guys are now playing in the National Football League, and you know, yeah, I think motivation could be a question, Rod. But at the same time, he he was able to motivate them to win a Big Twelve championship and win those games. I think that was what, about players. And since you know Matt Rule left, and then Joey McGuire left to take the Texas Tech job. I think the recruiting's falling off. I think the last two off seasons they have not acquired the talent necessary to maintain that level, uh, whether it through the high school ranks or through the portal. I mean, he admitted after last year's bad season that he didn't do a good job attacking the portal the previous year, and he, he tried to address that this year, but it still doesn't look like that talented of a team.
0: No, I agree. I I agree with everything you're saying. I think when you don't, when you have a lesser talented team, you need to have them play beyond their ability. That's fair. And the way they play beyond their ability is you motivate them. All right, to play beyond their ability—that's what great motivational speeches are all about, and motivating guys, you know, to play beyond You're their right. capability. You're right and about I'm, that. And, De- like like said, Dion does. Yes, exactly. We all want to play for Dion when he, he had a speech. He go, "Man, I want to play right now. Sign I'm ready me to, up, <laughs> right? I'm ready to go pull some hamstrings." And the thing about David Randa, like I said, I, I'm, he is a good, good X's and O's guy. There's no doubt about that. But there's so much more involved with being a a great head coach than just, "All right, we got the X's and O's," as we know in Texas. That it ain't just about the X and O's. You can have the X and O's, but what about the talent development? Like you said, what about the talent acquisition? What about the culture of the program? There are a lot of things that, a lot of boxes that need to be checked that I'm not sure Dave Rand is checking right now, even with the, uh, the talent void and him being bereft of talent there. And by the way, that's his fault. You just won the big 12 title. After you win a big 12 title, which he did two a couple of years ago, you're supposed to experience or any title, by the way, you're supposed to experience a spike in talent acquisition right especially at the college level in terms of recruiting and i don't know if baylor got the spike they didn't get the bump and how the hell do you not get a bump when you have one of the best seasons in the history of your program that's crazy and that's on him as a coach that's that's a day coaching mistake
1: well that it is and uh, uh, no doubt and, and maybe it's not a good recruiter right at the end of the day you got to be able to recruit and sell your program and, very true and maybe that's part of it too but joey mcguire was a huge help to him and then. As you said, and you said Jerry Hamilton, Jerry said said to you went inside too. Texas. That yeah. they, not only did Joe, Joey leave, but he took some people. Took some him. of the best recruiters off that yeah. staff, and so I think we're seeing that. And that's why Texas, Texas has the talent advantage across the board here. Uh, they've got, you know, if you go position by position, there's not one I find that Baylor has superior talent. So this is about pre- preparation for Texas, mm-hmm. handling your business, playing to your bar, not theirs. And, uh, and, and if you're Texas, maybe the, the you got the wake-up call you needed last week with Wyoming. This was that natural human nature come down after the Alabama win, and all of a sudden it's 10-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter with Wyoming. Uh, you might have a, a better preparation week of practice for this Baylor team, which you know is a conference game. It's going to be on the mm-hmm. road. Because this week, if you're playing a close game into the fourth quarter, well, now you got the home crowd to deal with. They got Baylor fired up knowing this is oh, yeah. it's, the last time it's they're going to play Texas. It, 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 it's very possible this is the, very, the last time these two teams ever play football. Ever. Because, you know, I I don't see Texas trying to schedule Baylor on the non-con they're anytime soon. They're not going to prioritize
0: that. No way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, no. no. Uh, as I said, maybe Texas Tech because there would be some political push. Remember, Texas, there's a program and there's an institution were against Baylor being in the Southwest Conference when they got in.
0: That's old politics, man. Old politics. <laughs> and <laughs> Richard's,
1: baby. <Yeah>. Bob Bullock. <laughs> they made that happen. Yeah, hey, politics is power. They got it done. Yeah, and, and so Baylor got into the Southwest Conference um, because of that. And, of course, they just had all the scandals. Um, you know, Three but, ma- massive scandals. That's true. But then
0: after that, I will say they have put together good oh, sure. sports, at that, good sports they, programs. I think if you're
1: Texas, like, good luck to them. We're just not playing you in football. Amen. And, and, and I know there's not many people in Texas that like their basketball program and Kim Mulkey on the women's side, Scott Drew. That, that's not happening. It's even unfortunate, there, but it the ain't the coaches happening. were dislikable. Everybody <laughs> no,
0: was unlikable. They hated Kim Mulkey.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so that that leads to this song with the Baylor Bears, Rod, but it actually applies to the Chicago Bears. Can we play this? The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. You like this? I remember this. It's the Bears polka. It's, we're dedicated this morning to Baylor and Chicago.
2: How many times must we take this disgrace? Another Bears fan throwing insults in our face. <laughs> the Packers are the greatest team to ever play the game. Even if from time to time they've been a little lame. How could you ever love a team with Jim McMahon? Not even Porky Pig was as big a ham. Our reputation That's mostly based There we on go Ready to sing the along, bears Rod Still suck, <laughs> the bears still suck. The bears still Oh, suck. I
0: like it Yeah, you're right This
1: is uh, so yeah. The bears are the well, biggest dumpster so fire. chorus here Really, 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 really Really, really suck Yes, well, and uh, there was optimism in Waco that Baylor could be good this year. So far, they've not been lost to Texas State and Utah on their home field. Hey, they can save the season. They can. Baylor, uh, they Chicago Texas. Bears, meanwhile, Rod, and let's uh, walk folks through what's going on there. This There's is a, a
0: fuster cluck of a franchise right now. They are the biggest dumpster fire in the NFL right now because it started with the Justin Fields uh, comments that he made to the media, which he had to walk back. I believe we have these comments. Uh, uh, Ty, if you can get them ready, please. And for those who don't know, Justin Fields has been struggling. He's He's been basically playing like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL for to start of the 2023 season. And he is on pace to have the second-highest sack rate in the Super Bowl era. And a lot of that is on him just holding on to the ball and not reading defenses. So he met with the media. And here is, and Ty got the comments for us. Here is, the, it's like 90 seconds, but he was upset that his comments were taken out of context, so I wanted to give everybody the entire context. Here's him talking to the media about his struggles and when he throws his coach under the bus.
2: Of course, you know, things that I didn't like, I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just, not, not, not playing like myself, so, um you know. Um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say F it and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not, uh, that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just of, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean, just going back to it's a game. I um, mean, and, and that's it, because that's when, you know, I play my best. Is, but I'm just out there playing free and you know, being myself. So um, yeah, I'm gonna say, kind of just pump all the, you know, the, you know what I should do, what I uh, this and that, like pocket stuff. Like I'm gonna go out there and be me. So, um, yeah. When,
1: when, you say when, think- when you are playing the way uh, when you're playing like yourself? What does that look like? We'll see. So.
2: When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much? Maybe think too much. Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, uh, I think, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes, I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. All
0: right. That, he's, he's the one that brought the coaching and that's the original comment that got, everybody all you know amped up and that really got him in hot water with them sure the coaching staff.
1: Well and I as I said earlier he was asked what what leads to you thinking overthinking and he said well maybe the coaching cuz it sounds like to me he wants to play his game they want him to play a different game yep. and and run the offense from the pocket pretty much uh-huh. and go through progressions and hit open receivers and not wait till the receivers open but anticipate the receiver breaking open which is what you have to do in the National Football League. Well, here's Justin Fields, too, Rod. He came back and wanted to meet with the media again, and this is where he kind of walked it back um, this week as well after saying that. I think he said it on Monday. Because, uh, look, there was a lot of optimism that this could be the year the Bears take a step forward. They yep. added weapons. They no Aaron Rodgers. No Disney. Aaron Rodgers. Division's <laughs> open. Well, they're a bad 0-2, and here's, Aaron, here's Justin Fields kind of walking this back.
2: Yeah, you, you guys' jobs are to get clicked, so it's like when you take my quote out of context, I mean, when you just say that. If you paint the picture on the inside out, like y'all are trying to split split us up at the city. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care to drop pass, it should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else in this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that like,
1: I need to right. play better. There's Justin Fields walking it back. Okay. Yeah. And I would say this: look, I think what he's trying to say is, you asked me what is causing me to think and not play free, and he says coaching. Which again, they're trying to work with him to be a pocket player, which he's he's thinking too much mm-hmm. instead. And what he's saying is, I just need to react and play. Yep. And he's instead of thinking, and that so there, I don't know that he threw the coaches under the bus, but he mentioned them when asked a specific question about what's leading to your. You know paralysis by analysis kind of thing, and they I think the media could take that and say, well, the coaching's bad. he's saying, no, 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 I'm trying to do what they want me to do, but that's leading me to think while I'm in the pocket yeah he do-
0: he doesn't need to comment on how bad the coaching is because we can because <laughs> it is bad, it's terrible all right now he's bad he's been bad too, he has not helped the coaching, but for a guy who ran for a thousand yards last season, why does he have just thirteen rushes in two games, and that is including. His scrambles, Yeah, by they're the way. trying to
1: fit a square peg in a round hole with this quarterback.
0: Exactly. Last season, uh, e, after week seven, after they figured out basically that they wanted to be – they basically took the Baltimore Ravens offense that Lamar Jackson was running and started to run that because based on some research they had done, I read an article that Justin Fields admitted that we were watching – they were watching film. The coaches were preparing for an opponent, and they started watching Baltimore and going, well, Justin Fields could do that stuff. And they were like, yeah, let him do it. And that's basically where he picked up, and they were averaging 7.7 design runs – per game from that point on. He's got five in two games in 2023. He was averaging almost eight per game last season when he rushed for 1,000 yards. Why are you trying to turn him into something that he's not? And that's why he's in the pocket taking sacks after four seconds in the pocket because he's just sitting in the pocket. The coach told him, we want you to work from the pocket. Work from the pocket. And he's like... Well, you don't need to sit there for four seconds and work from the pocket, either escape the pocket, get out and make a play, or get rid of the football. He's got less than a 60% completion percentage now in his career. He's taken 101 sacks. I just told you, second-highest sack rate since 1970 for a quarterback, which is way too damn high, 31 fumbles. He's only had one game with 320-plus passing yards since he graduated from high school. He's not a passer. It's not, you know, what I mean, he can be a quarterback, but he's not a passer.
1: Yeah, uh, and so that's going on with your quarterback and the drama in your own two. And you're going to Kansas City this week to play the Chiefs, <laughs> and then the that. news, the phone rings yesterday, or I think the Bears kind of knew this was coming, but the, the FBI raided the Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Allen Williams' home. The FBI. Not the Chicago Police Department, <laughs> you know, mm. not uh, local authorities. The FBI, the fits. due to some very serious allegations, the Sting found some extremely sensitive content, according to sources. Williams will most likely, according to some in Chicago, never coach again. So that story going on. Now, he left the team a week ago uh, because I think he knew this was coming. Uh, and the teams separated from him a little bit. But the raid came yesterday. Mm. Uh, and as somebody mentioned, and you said it earlier, Rod Peanut Tillman, Charles Tillman, the former corner and DB oh, yeah. at Chicago, my teammate, I played with uh, Peanut Tillman, and he is now a member of the FBI. And apparently, mm-hmm. he alerted the Bears that this was coming. I can see that, and that's why Allen Williams was was pretty much let go last week, and is resigning now, as uh, that you know say hey, we we've heard this is coming, we don't need you around here. So yeah, it's going good. It's going good for the Bears.
0: (laughs) I know, and things are great. The feds involved. The feds don't get involved with you know, they only get involved with a few things, I should say. And drug trafficking, drug trafficking, some some other things. uh, We're not going to speculate too much, but all of those are really, really troubling and disturbing. Remember, Michael Michael
1: Vicks was a federal crime because it was a dogfighting ring that crossed state state lines. lines. Yeah, Yeah. exactly
0: right. The state lines things, and it was more
1: about illegal gambling. It was like like a organized crime situation yeah. that Can't they were having. Some, with, on
0: some Rico stuff man yeah. you because yeah,
1: i mean because what, what, what sickened everybody with michael <sighs> Vick were the dogs and the treatment of the dogs but what he got arrested for was organized crime yep uh running a you know a cross state line system of gambling and dog fighting uh i don't know what this is we don't know yet but we don't know. You know, who knows but when it's federal it's, it's true. <laughs> it's serious,
0: and and they don't like they usually don't even make a move unless they got the evidence. They got the goods. They got the goods. They don't just make a move. They make a move because they got the goods. That's why they have like a ninety percent conviction rate. So this is that's not a good sign for that coach. He's probably his career as a coach is done. I'm gonna say
1: uh, your yes. guy. He likes to give you tips every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Take the Chiefs. Take, Take the, the Chiefs. <laughs> I know it's a big number. I know you got to swallow almost two touchdowns, but I'm feeling the Chiefs in a big way. I don't, uh, Matt Eberflus has had a bad week. It's
0: he crazy. has, but that is in an NFL, that's a big number, but I'm with you. And it's a
1: huge number. I would almost never touch it, but I think circumstances got Andy Reid. And I think the the, the Chiefs are ready to <laughs> blow up. Like I think they they're frustrated. They lost the game against Detroit. They probably should have won if Kadarius Toney hadn't
0: you know, oh. ball, interceptions the <laughs> and
1: sabotaged the team, even though they didn't play great against Detroit, they they still should have won the game. Then they went to Jacksonville and turned the ball over a bunch, but still won the game. I just think they're poised for having a really good game. Travis Kelsey's back in even more healthy, and he's dating Taylor Swift. Hey. Chris Jones is a Amen. week more healthy and, and fresh. And I don't know. I just think that. And the Bears are just a, a bad football team. You gave all the stats.
0: That spread uh, for the Chiefs, was is 12-and-a-half, or at least it was. I don't know where it is right 12 now. 12-and-a-half, yeah. Um, that is tied for the largest point spread this season. And Mahomes is 7-13 and 1 against the spread as a double-digit favorite in the regular season. Oh, maybe you don't because double-digit favorites—that's just, just, just a big number in the NFL. And it even, is even for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs covering them numbers. That's that's just it's well, hard. Look, to and
1: nip. that's it's a parody driven league, and we know that. And but every, I'll, you, I'll take that number. <laughs> and every every game is designed to be by a field goal. And that's why what the Cowboys have done, outscoring their opponents by 60 in two games. Is really damn impressive no matter who you're playing. We come back. Rod will take us behind the BOC, the Burn orange curtain. Texas, uh, how do they avoid this uh, Baylor game from being a trap game? Because Chicago Bears suck, but the Baylor Bears have been pretty bad too this year. Longhorns seem to have the advantage. Uh, we'll get the game plan coming. Also, before the end of the hour, we'll go off the record with you. More on Ty and Casey's head-to-head punt packing, passing, kick challenge. It's a Thursday on Hug'Em Up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas. Sports. The Horn. Thursday for sure. That's football tonight. Also, Ty and Casey Studdard are going head-to-head in a punt, pass, and kick challenge. You can learn more about it on our social media platforms today oh, and tonight. Yeah. We'll record that about noon today and then get the uh, results out there. wonder if anybody will show up out at the, the high school there and Hope we don't get in trouble. Hope not. Mm. Hope not. We're going to be at a local high school. Right. It's a close practice. Yeah, close practice. Close
0: practice. Nice. Be like you
1: see the stories of Lincoln Riley, who suspended. He suspended a beat writer that covers the team for something he wrote that he didn't like, and then uh, Chip Kelly was asked about it. Chip Kelly coaches UCLA, and he said. Can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. that allowed? That's something you can do. Right. I, you can suspend a reporter who works for someone else for something they wrote. I
0: guess you can, you can disallow them to come to your, like, the media availabilities. Right? You can do you, that. You can revoke that. I
1: think that's, that's basically right. what they did. They kind of revoked his yeah, privileges. Yeah, they didn't suspend him from his job. They suspended yeah. him from covering the team.
0: He can't come to, like, the campus to cover the team, that kind of stuff. But that's still, like, that's still that's pretty Mac extreme. That's kind of stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, that's still pretty extreme, though. Like, that's that's old up. school Mac Brown. Did, did, they, did they misreport something or misquote you or, like, what was the reason? It, it can't just be something you didn't like what they said. If you just disagreed with their opinion – Oh, man, that's shaky ground to be on if you're Lincoln. You're, you're, you're very – you're your cupcake there, man. That's kind of snowflake stuff going on. Yeah, thicker you're fragile.
1: skin. Thicker skin.
0: Come on, man. You're, yeah, exactly. You're in, U- you're in USC. You're in Southern Cali.
1: Got the five, top five team in the country. And uh, the best quarterback and player in the game.
0: Yeah, you should have revoked that damn brisket you cooked that time. That's what you should have. <laughs> yeah, it
1: seems like uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Lincoln Riley treats the media like his brisket overcooks it. <laughs> it's a little over the top there, Lincoln. I like
0: that. Oh, well, that's good. I well, know, that. come on
1: now. Um, yeah, ain't that and I will say, your former coach, who I know you you love a lot, Mac Brown. He, Mac he, Brown was he had that. He, he had did. that. He had, he
0: had some. And he in.
1: wanted to control the message. Quite honestly, I, he was sensitive about it, but at the same time, he wanted to control the narrative and. I think I uh, Mac has confirmed this to me. He learned of that a lot at uh, North Carolina with, was Dean, a fool's errand. with Dean Smith.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a fool's errand. Because
1: Dean Smith understood how to control the media. Because, you know, college yeah. basketball, he's in. He's but in, you could
0: do that then. Now, with, and, with the modern uh, 24-hour no. news cycle, you can't do well, that. Well,
1: and, and in a town like Chapel Hill, and, North and Carolina. Media,
0: yeah, you can't. That's, but nobody can do it anymore. No, There's no. no more control in the message. Coaches have given up on that because it's it's a fool's errand. Social media, now with the the sports industrial complex being a billion-dollar business, you cannot control the mess anymore. Don't even try. And it was a fool's errand back then.
1: Yeah, and someone can tell me more on on Lincoln Riley and what was written. I don't think he ever said what got the guy in trouble with Lincoln, but that is pretty sensitive for sure. Unless he revealed
0: uh, like sensitive practice material stuff. Like, remember, you have practice, like open you know, yeah. sessions. If he revealed stuff from the open sessions, but I, I, I can mean, see that. It was just
1: an opinion or something you yeah. didn't like. Uh, that is that is not good, yeah. uh, and you know I would always say as a member of the media, I'm not saying this like threatening. It's it's never good to fight with the media you're going to lose that there's more of them than there are you um and you know (laughs) probably not a a winnable fight remember
0: tom Herman tried when he first got here instead of trying to control the media he tried he tried to control the parents who would be leaks and sources for the media control
1: the media too and it's like he he had some stern words for the media he did
0: he thought he yeah he thought he was gonna control the message it's like no tom
1: yeah, he happening. brought in all the media that covers the team. Which are, these are all professionals. These are all adults. And like they lectured us and lectured them. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tom. We, thanks, Tom. We've done this for a long time. We don't really need a lecture. He tried to lecture the parents, too. Oh, yeah. Well, the that, parents that didn't of go, the
0: players. Like, what?
1: Right, right, to not give up information to the websites yeah. to the insiders and don't now, share what's happening. Not we found out happening. the
0: next day from the Austin American Statesman who had talked to a parent about that meeting. Right. <laughs> and that was the source. It was like, yeah, so you, that's, that was a failure of
1: an yeah. <laughs> experiment. I mean, after he did that with the parents, to the players at their introductory meeting. He then and then, of course, you you went to the message boards at Inside Texas <laughs> or I'll any be, of them. Yeah. You got parents on there going, You believe this guy? <laughs> exactly. You believe this guy? Who do you think he is? Oh, oh man. man, it's too much. He's learned. He's learned. He's, he's learned. learned. Now he's at Tim. By the way, uh, he's at Florida Atlantic and his quarterback Casey Thompson blew his knee Injured. out last Yeah, us. I, I hated that. to see that. Yeah, that was sixth sad. year for Casey, yeah. and he got hurt and he's gonna miss the rest of the year. Can we go behind the BOC? Yes, we got a big game coming up. We're two days out to Texas and Baylor. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right,
0: Texas versus Baylor. A lot of discussion about this matchup this week. And you know, one of the things we've been talking about is Sawyer Robertson, who's gonna start at quarterback for the Baylor Bears. And he is uh, he's he's inefficient and he's a very limited quarterback. But one of the stats I was really surprised to see. Um, Shout-out to my man C.J. Vogel over at Football Brainiacs for throwing it out there via Twitter. Uh, that Baylor quarterback Sawyer Robertson has the longest average distance of target of any quarterback in the Big 12, um, tw- over 12 yards. He's an average distance of target, which is uh, doesn't make, a little nonsensical. That does make a lot of sense considering he is more of a liability when he's pushing the football downfield. Uh, and the only thing I can think of is that Baylor – they like hit the deep shots as a complement to their zone running, running scheme that they run. They love running the outside, inside zone, and that they believe as a complement when the safety start to cheat up or when defenders start to cheat up to stop the run and load the box, and they take those shots to make them pay or to back them up. Uh, also points out that Baylor threw the ball twenty yard, beyond 20 yards m- more than any team in the Big 12 this season, and the throw, they throw the fewest screens and quick passes behind the line of scrimmage. You would think that those those concepts or at least those numbers would be flipped, that – Baylor would throw more screens and easy completions and quick game, which obviously would help out a, an inefficient limited quarterback like Sawyer Robertson. Um, and they wouldn't throw many deep vertical shots downfield because a guy who has a very low completion percentage and is not very efficient, uh, that is the lowest percentage pass that you can throw, is the deep vertical pass downfield. So maybe that's why his completion percentage is so low, is that they throw so many shots downfield and was a low percentage throws, and they will. They will take their shots. I noticed that, too did not notice that they were throwing the ball deep, even with Sawyer Robinson, as much, if not more, than any team in the Big 12. So against Texas, you will see it too. They must be prepared to defend the deep shot downfield. I actually think that if Texas can win on first down, I think that's the down that's pretty much going to determine the success of Baylor in this matchup. If Texas can win on first down, that means you're forcing Baylor into second and long and third and long. Those are predictable passing situations. That's where you want sawyer Robinson. Something tells me that, and I'll go back and track it tonight with some of the, uh, the, the, the film that I watch. I bet a lot of these Sawyer-Robertson shots are probably coming on earlier downs uh, to try to cheat uh, the defense who are cheating up, all right, who are coming up, those safeties coming up to try to stop the run. So they're probably trying to make them pay for cheating to come up to stop the run, and they probably can do that on early down. Sark likes to take his shots, his deep shots on first down. We all know that. Like, half of his deep shots usually come on first down. Something tells me Baylor probably has a very similar approach to it. So there you go. Why, you, and by the way, they're gonna if they're going to throw the deep ball, it'll be out of bunch formation. I don't, I've seen them use bunch formation, which are just clusters of wide receivers, tight ends or running backs uh, in any, you know, variation that you want to throw it out there. But any cluster of wide receivers, Bama, just decimated Texas. It was the only thing that really worked for Alabama was throwing the bunch formation. They averaged over 18 yards per attempt when they targeted a player out of bunch formation. Rice actually had some success too uh out of bunch formation. Rice actually averaged uh over 10 yards per attempt out of uh throwing out of bunch formation too. So it's it's one of those things that if you're targeting a player out of bunch formation, We've seen teams have some success with it. Wyoming didn't do as much. Remember, Wyoming didn't throw the football downfield. They used that, that quick out, that kind of mid-level out from the slot. And that's really where they made a lot of their, uh, lot of their hay is, that, is in that mid- to short passing game. And if Texas can get Sawyer Robertson into third and longs, which is what they couldn't do to Svoboda. Svoboda I missed it again. Svoboda. Svoboda. Uh, Svoboda?
1: I don't think the V is pop pronounced I think you just say Swoboda.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty trying to pronounce the V. But either way, um, he was only in third and long, I believe, four times uh, last week. That is a number that Texas has to increase versus Sawyer Robertson because that means he's in third and manageable a lot of the times. Third and manageable means I can throw a short, quick route. I can throw an easy completion of some sort in the mid-range, and those are easier throws and more high-percentage throws for your quarterback. So, for Texas, for Sawyer Robinson, watch the deep ball, make sure you have a plan for the bunch formations, and you want to win on first down, so Sawyer Robertson is in predictable passing situations as much as possible, and if I'm PK, I come after him, because uh, the thing you want to do is speed up his, his process, because he's already mistake-prone. You speed up his process, I got a feeling he's going to make even more
1: mistakes. Yeah agreed uh, he he will throw it to you and look if you go back and watch the utah game they were up by 10 points in the late late in the game all he had to do was not turn the ball over and they were going to win that game which would have been huge for them and he threw two bad so. picks um by the way you know in, in college football rod the highest graded quarterback when under pressure this season is who's this that might surprise you the penn state quarterback drew aller mm. penn state quarterback so far I um, think that's pretty interesting. And that's, you know, well, I think we're about, about, be to start, tested. about to start finding out yeah. <laughs> who who separates in the pack. Because I know at Penn State, they think they've got a team that can go toe-to-toe with Ohio State. Can they beat Michigan becomes the huge question. I think Michigan is the best team in that conference right now. And, uh, and we'll find out a lot more about Ohio State on Saturday when they play Notre Dame. It's-
0: DD mega doo I'm sorry, mangudu.
1: Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, I don't get my the income. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. And <laughs> thing sucks. Oh man, it uh is off the record time. And we got a lot of good stuff today. A lot of good stuff rod and off the oh, record. Yeah. Uh also we had the uh, I'll start with this. Here. Did you see the dad of the year last night?
0: Dad of Braves the year. Braves
1: are playing the uh Phillies. Guy, and you're gonna learn this, Rod, coming up here pretty soon for you. Guys in the in the uh in the stands there. Nick Castellanos hits him a home run. Whereas the Phillies just beat the Braves, Braves lost a home series to a divisional opponent for the first time in more than a year. And the uh, guy caught the home run ball in the second inning while holding his daughter in one hand and caught it with his other hand. Oh, that wouldn't be me. No, I don't Wait, trust. Look at him. Look at him. Nope. Oh man, that was a high fly ball. That was deep, deep center.
0: I don't trust my hands enough for that. I would have to focus on the priority, which is the child.
1: <laughs> I'd probably just shield the child and be look at this good. dude. Yeah, that's it's got baby and the baby, and she's probably looks like she she's year a little and a half. Older. Yeah, she's a, year. a little older. She, yeah, oh. but still, yeah. The best part is him throwing the ball back. I yeah, he gave it back because it was the Philly. It wasn't a Brave. There, there, see the Braves gives a double thumbs down. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. This
0: Ed's clutch. You got to have some faith in your hands for that one. Good for him.
1: Way to go, man. Good work. Legendary. Props.
0: That's a uh, tip man, of the self. cap
1: to you. Respect. What do you have, Rod? off the record.
0: All right, we know there's a love affair happening between Larsa Pippen and. Marcus oh, Jordan, no,
2: don't
1: say uh,
0: it. my Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, and Michael Jordan's son. Well, you're going to see a lot more of them because they've agreed to do a reality TV show. Oh, no. Told you this was happening, guess. Larson Pippen and our boyfriend Marcus Jordan have signed on for season two of the Peacock series, The Traitors. Oh, no. A competition where 20 contestants tried to smoke out the backstabbers of the group in hopes of securing a $250,000 prize. The couple is already on location in Scotland for filming, and they're basically treating the business trip like a vacation, posting selfies and lots of pictures on social media. The entire cast has not yet been announced, but they are two of the uh, the featured stars on the cast. Remember, she does Real Housewives of Miami, so he's going to be on there, too. Cause I told y'all she's already on there, and she's been bragging about her new boyfriend, and he's gonna be on there too. So they're gonna be on two reality TV shows. This is this is probably the the blueprint for them, and they're serious. Guys, there's there's talks of them getting married.
1: Aren't they engaged? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's,
0: like we, there's talks of things gonna married. actually happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. scary, man. Sorry, Scotty. Scotty, Michael. Scotty. The M- whole th- M-
0: and MJ says publicly he, didn't, he did not he, doesn't like it. It. Like, he did not. support it. He did not support it. He is not uh, an advocate of this. But, yeah, hey, it's happening.
1: And and love is love. love. Once your kids love. become adults, I mean, you don't have much say. You hope you raised them well, but uh, that's well, outside of Mike's. Hands. She was
0: there when you were raising them, though. That's I the problem. <laughs> like she, she witnessed the raising. You had know, you <laughs> a young
1: crush, and it's just carried <laughs> over. Ugh. Ugh, All right. How about this? Of Speaking of crushes, we've heard the confirmation now that Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. And I've said that if I'm if I'm already a famous rich guy like Travis Kelsey is, I'm not. I don't know. I don't want the hassle. Uh, you've talked about it makes you a legend, and also she's so popular. Here's another here's another reason I wouldn't do it. So here's Taylor Swift. Right? She dated a guy named Joe Jonas a decade or so ago. Right? Joe Jonas from the Jonas mm-hmm. Brothers. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And she wrote like, a whole album about him. Like, because she says he, he, after going out for a while, she, for quite a while, he uh, he broke up with her with a 27-second phone call. Ooh, And so that, that became a song and a talking point for her. That's douchey. Well, he just broke up with Sophie Turner, who is from Game of Thrones. Yes, yes. It was yes. her fault, though. The well, redhead. You know, but guess who, guess who was spotted mm-hmm. out on the town in New York City the other night, arm-in-arm? Arm, Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner. Who do you think they're talking about? Ah. Who that they're dish it yeah. He has kids with Sophie Turner too. Joe Jonas. Hmm. Yeah. So if I'm Taylor Swift, or if I'm uh Travis Kelsey, I mean yeah, I don't need that. Uh, I don't need that. Nah. I don't need that. It's, come on. Come on,
0: man. You want it's 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 cool to have a song or an album made about you. That's not What uh, if it's you, really bad though? You living infamy. What if it's really bad? It's, it's gonna be a hit record. That's really bad. My
1: favorite song about uh, somebody famous that we don't know is Carly Simons, You're So Vain, right? And she was banging so many dudes. It's about Nobody Bucky. knows who it's about. It one knows who it's about. Is it supposed to be Warren Bates? Hey. Who's supposed no, to be She'll about? never tell. Yeah. See? At, at, there are like at, seven not. people that think it's about them. Hey, man, she got she around. Tell me what a tramp she was. She was getting around. Including my guy, Bucky. <laughs> Spreading the love. <laughs> Spreading the love. <laughs> yeah, Bucky thought it was about him for a while.
0: Probably think his song is about you.
1: It could be. You're so vain. Just got to believe it.
0: That's the whole point. She wanted everybody to think it was about them.
1: <laughs> but to to accomplish that, you have to be sleeping with a lot of dudes.
0: Hey, you know what? Good for her. Right. She's uh she's she's uh she's basically now she's taking a full she's taking basically full ownership of her sexual prime.
1: There you she go. She did. She did. That was the seventies too. Remember that was the seventies. Oh, yeah, a lot pro- of things going oh, on in the seventies. It
0: might have been some uh, some group stuff going on in seventies.
1: By the way, Sophie Turner played Sansa Stark in Game of Thrones. Sansa,
0: I saw all the Game of Thrones. I watched the whole thing. You too. Damn good. Disappointing end, but good show.
1: Very attractive redhead. So yeah, they were arm in arm, Taylor Swift and Sansa, talking about Joe Jonas. I'm Travis Kelsey. Well, I don't want any part of that deal. Get in there, right, Travis. Get, get, get in, in there. Get on up in, get in there. there, man. We'll be back. Two hours to go. We'll preview Baylor coming up. Texas plays at Baylor on Saturday night. A lot of folks have given up on I-35 northbound and a good idea today, particularly had a crash weave William Cannon earlier, slaughter a little bit later, and uh, so we've just got all these residual delays coming from Hayes County to Southern Travis County on the interstate northbound. And again, preemptive strikes taken by a lot of folks, uh, taking toll 130, which has finally eased up. Had a crash to south of uh, Highway 71 earlier, but a little bit better now. Westbound on 71, Garfield to the airport still slow, 183 heavy uh, from Circuit of the Americas uh, to uh, Highway 71. So again, uh, South Austin has just kind of been deluged with all kinds of issues. As we pointed out, Williamson County hasn't had much, and that trend continues. Most of the delays out of Round Rock and uh, Pflugerville, Georgetown, are pretty much done. But Mopac southbound uh, toward the domain uh, all the way to far west, 22-22 is heavy. Research heading to Mopac is also slow. As far as crashes, over at Howard at McNeil, that's our latest injury wreck. I'm Don Miller, that's traffic. Window Nation, folks, listen. Uh, Rod's going to tell you about why new windows for your home as a homeowner is such a great addition, right? The, the values, the uh, value of your home, the energy efficiency. Rod will get you all that. But they also, our friends at Window Nation, here's another reason why you want to use them for your full house house window replacement. They're a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so uh, when you when you get signed up, as Rod's going to tell you how to do.